You are welcome to this session of the service in Jesus' name. The Lord is a good God. And this is a special day. And the Lord wants to touch our hearts today. Amen. You are just going to say one prayer. Say, Lord, whatever it is that you really want me to hear today, speak to me, Lord. I am listening. Just pray that prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We hallow your name. Lord, speak to us from your throne today, O God. In the midst of confusion, in the midst of perplexity, Lord, speak to us what you really want us to hear at this time, O God. In the name of Jesus, I come again every spirit of distraction. As O Lord, Father, O Lord, grant us spirit of understanding and revelation and the grace to obey your word in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Today, Lord, I laid my heart to share with you the topic I've called the harvest rain. The harvest rain. And before we go on, we're going to sing a song. The day of redemption. The day of redemption. Please, if you can put it all, or I sing from this hymn book here. The day of redemption. Nations are breaking. Israel's awakening. The sign that the prophets foretold. Gentle days number with horrors and combat. Eternity will soon unfold. The day of redemption is near. Men's heart are failing for fear. Be filled with the Spirit, your life, dream and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Amen. Let us open to Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1. This is what it says. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. Another scripture in Joel chapter 2 verse 23 says, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fast shall overflow with wine and oil. 
Now I will restore to you the years the locusts had eaten, the canker war on the caterpillar, and the palmer war, my great army which I sent among you. Amen. Amen. Yes, these are troublous times. In the 60s, Brad Frisbee gave prophetic insight as to what will happen in the end time. Some people get offended when we talk about end times, but this time around, they don't contest it whether we're the end time. Some people are asking, is this the last day? Is it the end of the world? There is perplexity all over. But at a time such as this, we don't want to be distracted. Amen? Amen. God has given us prophecy concerning this time. That a time will come like this, pestilences everywhere, plagues, this and that. That they will come and there have been several plagues and there will be more plagues. But in all this, say these are the beginning of sorrows. Just the beginning. The end hasn't come yet. But it's a time for us to look up because our redemption draws near. What is that redemption? We have been saved, born again at one time or the other. The day of redemption, the day when Jesus Christ will say, will take us home permanently and forever will be with him. Amen. Amen. That is that day. The day of translation, the day of the rapture. That's the day I eagerly, personally, eagerly look forward to. Not anything, not the great tribulation which is imminent because of the things that are transpiring now. We know that with... This pestilence, especially the one they call coronavirus, you know, the whole world, you know, is shaking. The whole wide world is shaking. Men's hearts are failing them for fear, don't know what will happen tomorrow. Children of God know what will happen tomorrow because God has given us a full view. He has given you an insight as to what will happen. Our hope is not to suffer the great tribulation. Our own is not to be under the Antichrist and take the Mark 6. Our own is to prepare and be ready. Because Jesus said we should pray, we should watch and pray, so that we will be accounted worthy to escape all those things that are coming upon the world. But another thing we hardly talk about is the revival that will just precede the translation. Amen. We don't know how long. It may not be years. It's going to be a quick, short, powerful work. Amen. And if you don't know about it, if you don't pray about it, how will you experience it? Jesus is coming to those who are expecting him. The revival will come to those who are also expectant and prayerful. It's not enough to know that revival is coming and then we, we all keep silent in our homes and then we are complacent. But to pray, because that's God's principle. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. To him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So we are saying that we should ask of the rain in the time of the latter rain. This is the time. It's not going to be after the rapture that the, rapture, the, the, the latter rain revival will happen. No. It's going to be quick, short, and powerful. We have had the former rain, the teaching rain, wherein the entire message has been unfolded to us. We know exactly what is happening now. We are not, we are not taking on our ways at all. Oh, that, oh, this is what we have always heard and is now upon us. My hope, and I believe your hope should be the catching up. Amen. Amen. This thing 
called coronavirus should not distract our attention at all. Not what the world is talking and what they are planning. We know also at this time because there's so much uncertainty and uh, you know fear in the whole world, the Antichrist is going to take advantage of this to arise. Out of all this confusion, that's where the man of sin will come. Because this is even manipulated by man. It's manipulated by man and there are powers that be that are planning this evil. But God will surprise them when he takes taste of his sense. Amen. 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 That should be really our focus. Not so much on this thing that is taking our attention away from the Lord. No. In Isaiah 59 verse 19 we are told that when the enemy shall rise up like a flood the Lord God will raise up a standard against him. Amen. Amen. What is that standard? The reviver. Amen. Amen. The Lord is going to raise you and me up as a standard against the wise of the evil one at this hour. Amen. Amen. Yes, we are not to fear like the fear. We are not to live, you know, in uncertainty. Our expectations will not be cut short in Jesus' name. Our expectation is the translation. Our expectation is the revival. And that revival that we're talking about is surely coming. Amen. It's going to be quick. It's going to be short. And it's going to be powerful. Under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We know we are due for a revival now. In fact, overdue for revival. Lord, visit us again, O God. Were you not the one that sent that rain in 1906, the Azusa Street Revival to America? Lord Jesus, do it again. Because people have gone back to their first love. They have not they, they have gone away from their first love. There have been some kind of backsliding sliding after that great revival. So in this castle revival, God will bring us back to, you know, to himself and he will catch us up. Amen. Amen. Flaws of immorality everywhere. I heard about, uh, and I also read about Alice Bailey, a lady who came from Europe and sent by the devil to pollute the whole world and to turn the things of God upside down. She dedicated herself to the devil and decided to come to America. And she made a 10-point plan just to counteract the word of God. Anything that Christianity stands for, we say no. We believe in marriage, that marriage is permanent. Once you are married, you are married. It's permanent. But this lady said no. Under the inspiration of the devil. So, no, for as long as you like to stay in the marriage, yes, no, just divorce. And make it very easy. And that's exactly what people are doing today. It's a long time since uh, around 1949, thereabout. That's when she started her operation. And that is what the American society has bought into. And that is why everything is upside down. Immorality between boys and girls. You know, they don't care about sex life anymore. Anything, just what you like. For, for you, 
who indulge in all this, just what you like. And because the constitution has backed you up, freedom to do anything you want, a time will soon come if you don't repent, wherein you no longer be able to do your will. The bill of rights will be turned upside down. And the man of sin will arise. It's what he said to do. That is what he will do. But I pray none of those hearing me now will be left behind. Amen. 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 Yeah, people just anything I want to do is my body, it's what I like to do. Oh my God. As children of God, it's what God wants us to do. God's will, not my will, not your will. Because we are bought with a price. Amen. Amen. Yes. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 to 4, we are told about the falling away in the church that we have experienced and still experiencing. At a time we come, people, they'll be taking it to seducing spirits. They turn away from the faith that our fathers follow. The way our fathers follow, they will turn away from that old path. Listen to this, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 to 4. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. In Bible times, even in the time of uh, Apostle Peter and Paul, there were antichrist spirits. There were people having antichrist spirits. In fact, there were many antichrists. But the one we're talking about that will arise soon is the antichrist. Just like you are a son of God, a daughter of God and all that, but you are not the son of God. You are a son of God, but you are not the son of God. You understand? So there is the Antichrist that is really coming. It's already alliance, planning, manipulating, stage managing what is happening, and then at the due time, we arise. Man has become so feeble and faint at this hour. People are talking about uh, right, 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 right. They are now listening to people against their own will. But it will soon soon be manifest under the Antichrist. Everything to be total control. Wherein nobody shall buy or sell except they take the mark of the beast. But that's not our portion. My own emphasis today is about the revival that we usher the bride into translation. Amen. Flaws of immorality everywhere. Flaws of terrorism and lawlessness. The wicked are doing more wickedly. And truth is now called lie. And lie is called truth. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 tells us that. That the days will come wherein black will be called white. And white will be called black. Truth will become will be called a lie. And lie will be called a truth. Evil will be called good. And good will be called evil. These are the times. These are the times. The the Lord shall arise and lift up his standard at this time. Amen. Amen. Make yourself available. God can use you. 
In fact, when we are praying for this revival, we should pray that it should start with me and with you, not somebody else. Let that revival start right now. Amen. Amen. So this is a time of gross spiritual darkness, a time to awake out of slumber. And we know that the light shines brightest when it is darkest. At this darkest hour is where we actually need to preach the gospel and people will listen. At a time, so this very season we are in, it's an opportunity for us to preach the gospel as never before. Because for once, some people are becoming sober. That this world is just like this now, just like this. These people falling down, just fall down, die like that. Wonderful. God is in control. Amen. God is not taking on our ways. But he allows this thing to, to happen. To bring forth a reawakening. Spiritual reawakening. That's the purpose. If anything is not to make you afraid, but for you to awake and to be ready for his soon return. It's time to look up because our redemption is drawing near. Raphael says in scroll 18 paragraph 4, say, while the system in the nation is preparing for dictatorship, undercover, God is preparing a great revival among his elect. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. There will be a great moving for the elect, but will not be received wholeheartedly by the denominations because they cannot partake of this anointing that is becoming so strong. The revival we need will be quick, powerful, and short. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11, 31 says, If we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. We must get rid of anything that can hinder revival from beginning in our lives. There are certain hindrances we must take, we must get rid of in our life for revival really to, to come to our lives. One of them we must be praying. If we are not prayerful, we should be prayerful at this time. Amen. But before we go further there, the trend in the whole world, apart from this virus, apart from these pestilences, is enough for us to cry to God for revival. Look at Europe. Was it not Europe that sent early missionaries to, to Africa? The whole world. Thank you. The whole world. Oh my God, what is happening in Europe? Europe is no longer what it used to be, but rather there's a great backsliding. And the people, they have gone back to their own vomit. They have gone back to their pagan roots. Europe. What of America? America experienced a revival in 1906. The Azusa Street Revival. The Pentecostal Revival. But today, according to Pew Research, 2019, 65% of American adults describe themselves as Christians when asked about their religion. And the trend is digging, dipping down, 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 down. That was last year. Maybe now it's 60 or 55. Down, down, down. You know, when there's a decline too, people don't want to hear about Christ or church. Just what is in their mind. That's what they want to hear about. So there's falling away, according to that scripture. And there's gross lukewarmness, even in the church of God. We therefore need a revival at the church. So that in, as the church, so are individual Christians. 
Africa, for example, is experiencing a revival. Amen? Africa generally is experiencing a revival, but there are counterfeits, there are false prophets in the midst, but there's going to be a purging. Amen? Amen. It is believed among theologians there's going to be what we call a the blessed reflex. Blessed reflex. That means those who first received the gospel will be the one to take the gospel back to Europe again and to other nations that have forsaken God. There's revival in Asia. In fact, that's why the Chinese, they are against Christ now, much more than ever before they intensify their persecution. Because they see the churches are rising. They say revival. Christians are coming up, you know, in numbers. God is moving in those areas, but the enemy also wants to show up. But when the enemy rises up like a flood, the Lord God will raise up his standard. Amen. Amen. So we that were once preached to in Africa, we're going to be the one to preach to these people that have rejected the gospel. Amen. I believe Africa is set for that. I do believe. Yes. We need, therefore, to desire and pray for a revival. We need to be broken and repentant. Have a broken spirit, repentant spirit. This, therefore, is a call to praying for revival. In past revivals, only very few believers felt the burden to pray and God heard them. Not multitude. Few people. Few people. That's, what, that's a challenge, really. If you forget anything about this message, it's a challenge to call to prayer for revival. And that you don't expect denominations to come together and pray and then revival will come. Few people, few people, few committed, burdened people, they are the ones going to do that. And revival will surely come. If you have been praying for revival, don't give up because the Lord will surely answer. Amen. Amen. Revivals begin not in a sanctuary or in tents, but in bowed hearts that are completely yielded to God. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 says, So to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord till he comes and rain righteousness upon you. When men have perverted the gospel and the church has become so worldly, we need a revival. When there is no longer fear of God, and gay preachers now have sway in churches. We need a revival. When men have got a translation, their own translation of the Bible, just to suit their own purpose because they are gay. And they call it the Queen James Bible. Queen James Bible. Queen James Bible. We need a revival. In that Bible, they have doctored it so much that anything condemning homosexualism and gay and all that, they've removed them cleanly. That's why that Bible is, 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 is special to them because it's devoid of all the scriptures that will condemn them. Mm-hmm. And they, in the name of Christ, they are still Christians preaching. Oh my God, we need a revival. Sure we do. When there is so much iniquity, in the household of faith, instead of holiness and righteousness, we need a revival. 
When there is now a general hatred of the children of God worldwide, our men's hearts are fainting. We need a revival. When the electric price is about to arrive, and we need to be raptured first, then we need this revival. We need a so cleansing and purging revival. When truth is not called lie and when good is not called evil, we need revival. What are some of the obstacles to revival? One, apathy, indifference, complacency, lukewarmness. Revelation chapter 3, 15 to 18. When that is operational in the church, and of course, this is the Laodicean age, we need a revival. Because if you read that passage, the Lord tells us to repent and go back to our first love. That's what we need to do. When there is all forgiveness and bitterness, no matter how many preachers preach, people still harden their heart and they still hold on to unforgiveness. I don't know whether they want to hear 1,000 times sermons on forgiveness before they change their mind. We need revival. When there is sexual immorality all around, bestiality, homosexuality, lesbianism, deviant sex, and all those kind of things, when men don't know whether they are even men or women, whether they are even men, they can change. People can change anytime. You are a man today, tomorrow you can be a woman. All those kind of things. We need a revival because things have been turned upside down by the agents of the devil. But it will take the hand of God to set up, you know, a standard against the rising of the evil one. Amen. Amen. Yes. In Psalm 16, 66, verse 18, David said, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Therefore, we need to purge our heart and cry to God. God's heart is not sure that he cannot heal. It's our sin. It's our sin. Sometimes that's a hindrance. So we need to repent. When there is pride of self, pride, pride, pride. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 says that in the end time men shall be lovers of themselves. Love themselves so much at the detriment of loving God. Whereas the Bible says we should love God even more than our own selves. Is that not what the Bible says? Love God above even your own self. Make God number one priority in your life. But when they revise the case, it's all about me, me, my right, my right, my right. Especially in this country. Talk so much about right, 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 right. Oh my God. We need revival. Sure we do. Disobedient to parents. Because of that same woman, Alice Bailey, and her project. And many people and millions have bought into it today. Children no longer respect their parents or obey their parents. They are children, right, 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 right. You can't talk to your child. All these things are devilish. They are antichrist. Everything is winding up now. We need a revival. Sure we do. Generally, sin is the hindrance to our prayer. So we should get rid of sin in our life. Isaiah 59 verse 1 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot heal. The Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot heal. But... Your iniquity has separated between you and your God, and your sin have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That's it. The revival we need will result in the restoration of the fear of God in the church. Amen. Amen. 
You know, even in the early church, whereas they feared God and they were having fellowship often from heart to heart and all that, but there was sin. Ananias and Sapphira, remember, because of this deceit, lying, lying spirit, God caused judgment to come upon Ananias and Sapphira. And because that the fear of God came upon them, upon the church, the fear of God does not bring torment. The fear of God to make you depart from evil. Amen? If you fear God, you will hate to sin. If you love God as well, you hate to sin against God. Amen? So, the revival we need, we purge us of all those levels, all those uncleanness. We bring the fear of God back to the church. Holy living and righteousness. The time of abuse of grace is now. Grace like we were saying earlier, that you don't, in fact, that word repentance is scarce in some congregations or in some churches. Scarce. What do you need to repent of? You are a sinner. The seal of God is in you. You don't sin. Because the seal of God is in you. They take for granted and they live in sin and they claim they are the righteousness of God. Let me tell you about righteousness. Righteousness, you have imputed righteousness, which you got by virtue of your being born again. When you were born again, God gave you imputed righteousness. All the sins you had ever committed were forgiven you. You had right standing with God. But that's just the beginning of the race. He expects that you now live right. You know, you live right. If you have the gift of righteousness, you should live right as well. Amen. When we talk about holiness, it's talking about living right, doing what is right and proper. It's as if in some places there is no longer law to obey. You know, we are under grace. There's no law. Is that so? No. The law of God is still there. Only that the law revived the, the law of love. The law of love was reversed, changed by Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, Love those who love you. Help those who hate you. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ said, Love even those who hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. He has not changed it. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Amen. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's what God tells us. There will be a restoration of that if we pray. Amen. Remember also there is a scripture, Romans 8, 19, talking about the manifestation of the sons of God. Manifestation of the sons of God is an embodiment of the fear of God being restored, holy living, and concern for the lost. You love yourself so much that you don't want to talk to unbelievers about salvation. That you are fulfilling prophecy negatively. Because a time a couple will be lovers of themselves. Just care only about the say and nothing else. Whether their neighbor is going to hell doesn't concern them. But in this restoration, revival, God will bring that hunger again. We will be minded to talk to our neighbors, starting from our own families, about Jesus. Those who have not known Jesus, they should know Jesus before time runs out. Amen? Amen. Yes. So we're going to round up. We're going to round up. And the prayer I want us to pray sincerely say, Lord, please revive me. Lord, please 
Give me the spirit of repentance so that I can call and hunger for revival. So I want to give you opportunity to pray that prayer individually. This prayer, this, this message is about call to revival, the latter rain. We need this rain to fall upon us and then the quick, powerful and short work, then the translation. That should be our focus now and not to be derailed or distracted by coronavirus. Amen. That one is far from you, should be far from you. Take necessary precaution. The law will take care of you in the name of Jesus Christ. So let us pray. Talk to God yourself. Say, Lord, make me a channel of blessing. Lord, revive me. My prayer life, where I've been weak, Lord, revive me. You know that area where you are weak. You used to be very strong in that area, but now you are somehow weak. Ask God that he will revive you, and he will do so. That revival will begin from me, begin from you. Then we go on to our faith others. And then we're going to round up with this hymn. There shall be showers of blessing. There shall be showers of blessing. The Lord has promised it. Do you believe the Lord will send the showers? Yes, the Lord will surely do so. Okay, want to go? There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be season refreshing. Send from the Savior above. Shower of blessing. Shower of blessing. We Mercy draw round us our falling, but for the shadows we plead. There shall be shadows of blessing, shall reviving again. Oh, Leave the rest to God. God is aware of what is happening. And he does not mean to punish his own children along with the wicked. He will make a distinction in Jesus' name. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. 
and every tongue that shall arise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. Amen. It is well with you and your household. It is well with your going out and your coming in. In your workplace, you shall shine as light. This revival that we need shall break forth through you and through me. In the name of Jesus, we shall make a difference. We shall not be among them that compromise with the world. We will stand out like Daniel. Propose that heart to be different. And the Lord will honor your faith and will revive you and cause the revival to break forth first in your heart, your household, and then the church of God and the world in general. In Jesus' name. The evils of the day, they are not for you. But goodness and mercy shall be your portion. Receive the blessing. Is there anyone sick here? Don't raise up your hand. Go to pray. Believe God for you. In the name of Jesus. Your words say by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed 2,000 years ago. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. I don't care to know what area, from your head to your toes. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. The Lord created you perfect. And every sickness must get out now in the name of Jesus. Cover you all with the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, faithful God, for your angels that surround us round about from now even to your coming. In Jesus' precious name we pray. God bless your hearts.